Well, guys, this week's Positivity Power Rankings are going to go a little differently. Because I know I said there's no ties, but I'm just giving it an all-out tie. Everybody gets first place who submitted it this week. And here's the reason why. All right? We got vaccines. We got vaccines for JB, for Lindy, for his parents, for Christian, for Rachel, for Sean, for Andy, for Stax, for Kate. Everybody's sending me vaccine positivity. Yeah. And I just want to give points out to everyone. So Burden, he's in the playoffs against Stax. And he ate too much pizza. The man's trying to lose 10 pounds, he said. But hey. I'd gain 10 pounds in pizza any day with you, my brother. Tom sent me an adorable picture of his baby girl. You can't rank it. And last but not least, Dewey is drunk in Florida. It's a great week. Peace. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, all right nut balls ass fantasy brewing i am sitting here with uh best buns in the league andy what's up bud how's it going oh i'm i'm great wanted to do uh some season superlatives with you for sure for uh for this week's pod and wanted to start out the episode by saying there was a huge Andy for MVP push. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. wondered how you felt about that. Uh, I mean, I was I was honored. I thought it was uh, I thought it was very very kind of everyone, especially the commish, with his pod piece. Um, I didn't realize I had gained so many fans throughout the year. Um, maybe it was in comparison to last year. When I was in Detroit and basically skipped oh. the season, so all of a sudden it was like, "Oh, this dude's back, and he's he's got tons of content." Yeah, well, you know, I think that the commish laid out a really compelling case, and sometimes you need somebody to just kind of highlight what you've done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think obviously for everything I did, it was not near the level of the dudes who were ahead of me in votes and. And so I was thrilled with what I got, but was also thrilled at the dudes who were ahead of me. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was good. I thought you did have a great year, and you also did a lot of stuff with your team. So this is, I was telling Andy, we're sitting on this porch today, but we've been trying to record a pod for a while because Andy was the roster that I personally felt like I could never really keep up with. It'd be like a Sunday, and there's three trades, and you're involved in two of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't the trade machine or the trade company, um, but I, f- I feel like I maybe I just announced my trades less. So, like, if I was doing a trade, like, you're going to see it in your email, but I might not be the one putting the the red siren emoji on the trade thread so maybe in that sense that's why it it didn't seem as as much um as much trading for me as some other guys but yeah 
I always take pride in trying to do as many trades as I can. Yeah, you, I mean, I don't have it in front of me printed, but I was looking at the draft and then looking at the trades, and, you know, I feel like, did you start off with Curry, was it? I started off with Harden. Oh, with Harden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walk me through, what do you think was your best trade of the year? Oh, boy. Or how, how do you feel, like, with where you started and ended up? Um, so with where I started and ended up, I'm, I'm happy. I don't think, I don't really think I've, I've fleeced anybody too bad. I don't think I got fleeced too bad. Although there's a trade we'll talk about later that is currently hurting me pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, my goal, so it's weird. Normally you're trying to do basically what stacks did. And you're trying to get as many superstars on your team as possible. Which breaking news, we just found out Harden Harden is now out is out for at least the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Big big uh slice of optimism for the rookie. Yeah. And his and his, his chances. Um but yeah, so normally you're just trying to get superstars. So and I started with Harden, but once he got traded to Brooklyn, I thought you know, they're too crowded. So I was looking to trade him. Stacks, Stacks is the guy who I think he got him from me. I don't even remember. To to be honest, I feel like Stacks loves Harden. It's it's very possible. Yeah, um, I know it was some form of trade combo between. I, I had Harden got Curry and then eventually swapped him for Trey Young. That's how that all worked out. Plus there was other pieces involved that eventually got swapped away. But, um, yeah, I guess. How is it owning Trey Young? I mean, wait, I don't like saying own. Rostering, Rostering. Trey Young. Um, for most of the year it's been awesome. He's for whatever reason just not trying very hard, and they're still winning. Like the last couple weeks, he's been averaging like under forty fantasy points a game, and it's brutal. Uh, mainly because he just passes it to Clint Capella, who dunks it and assist. He gets an assist, but like he he had a game where he had like three points and like fifteen assists, and they won by like fifteen points. The Hawks won easily. But Capella had like thirty and twenty that game, so <laughs> in that aspect, it's actually Capella's been end of the year. Capella's been the much better fantasy guy, so but he had he's been fun. I had him for most of the year, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Do you? What's like? What do you think is? Which player did you acquire this year? That is it. Trey Young or somebody else? That oh wait, your team name. Is yeah. Randall your number Randall. one? He's my number one. All right, let's talk about your boy, Randall. Yeah. Um, so I didn't I didn't get him early on just because I didn't really – I honestly thought the Knicks would suck this year. Yeah. And big surprise, they did, they've been great. I started with Art, uh, Barrett. I drafted Barrett, and I was like, he's going to have a good year because they're going to suck and he's just going to get shots. Yep. He's still got shots, but they've been good. So 
ended up trading Barrett, I think, to Kamish as part of a, a bigger trade. Yeah, I think so. And then got Randall, I think, from Chalk, who I think originally got him from JB. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track so of this year. Yeah. But yeah, I, he's just. He's fun to watch. Um, he's elevated his game. He had one game this year. He made seven threes, which, when he originally was on the Lakers as a rookie, you're like, no way he's, he's going to ever be a three-point shooter. He could barely make two-pointers. Right. Well, the Lakers just renounce his rights. They didn't yeah. even try and keep him, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Very crazy. Um, yeah. his, that first, his first season in New Orleans, he was pretty solid. True. I thought. Yeah. I like you were like, oh, this guy could be good. Impaired with Davis, pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you did make the playoffs, <laughs> and we. This is uh, Tuesday, so there's a slate of games coming tonight. Yep. But uh, where we sit now is you're down by about a hundred to JB. Yep. So one, one eleven exactly. Okay. Yeah. So how are you feeling about the matchup and? Do you think – tell me, like, what do you think your chances are of winning, taking down the MVP and Sage Master? Yeah, man. So I would describe them as um, desperate but hopeful. Okay. Um, right now, I mean, being down 111 points with six days to go is five days to go. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, six, six actual game matchups. It's not good. You don't want to be down 100 with less than a week to go. You never want to be down. You never want to be down, yeah. Uh, I think we both have, like, five moves left to make. I have a slight schedule advantage. So if my guys put up their averages and JV's guys don't go over their average, I have a chance to bring it back and be close. Well, tonight is an important one for you. You got Trey Young playing. I got I got a couple of my big boys playing. I got um, Trey Young, C.J. McCollum, Draymond Green, and then the big if as of right now, and I'm sure within the next hour I'll, I'll find out. It may even happen while the pod's going on. Um, they haven't ruled Brandon Ingram out yet. He hasn't played the last three games. Neither has Zion. Uh, Lonzo Ball randomly came back. That gives me hope maybe Ingram comes back. He's got, like, a sore toe or something. It's not a real injury. He's just sitting. Yeah, I don't really know what they're trying to do. I don't either. I mean, they, they are in the play. They're in the play-in playoffs. They're, like, ninth. So if the season ended right now, they would be playing to be in the playoffs. It's not It's not like they're dead in the water or anything. Yeah. Just, I don't know. The whole, I don't know why they would trade Lonzo either. I like... I think he's good. He's been good, yeah. Um, it would be fun if he was in the Bulls. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, how I'm starting to think of some of these games is like, so with Jess's parents living in Chicago, Everett within a couple years will probably want to go to games. Yeah. And then the, oh, my favorite part about Giannis signing the Supermax, Milwaukee's not too far. Yeah, it's about like an hour north. Yeah, so can drive, see that. If, like, if Lonzo's playing for the Bulls, like, that'd be a fun team to take him to a game. That would be very fun. If Chuck, you know, wants to hook me up again and get back <laughs> to the Bulls, I'll... <laughs> we're in. But, okay, so you're feeling nervous but hopeful. 
yeah. like slightly hopeful. Yeah. Little nervous. Yeah. You uh, do have the schedule. So bonus just got ruled out. So JB's okay. got one breaking guy news tonight. So I could catch up tonight. We could get close. I don't know if I can overtake him, but I think I can get. And close. And who's uh, who's JB's big guy? He's got going tonight. Voos. Uh, he's got he's got Voos and Zach Levine. Okay. Speaking of the Bulls. Speaking of the Bulls. Yeah. So if we, you were to predict right now. Who do you see winning all four matchups this week? Well, so I was looking earlier, and, I mean, so much of it de- is going to depend on whose guys, whose guys, which teams players play. I mean, both JB and I have randomly had, like, we lost, like, six or seven games just due to random real injuries and also not so real injuries. And I'm assuming most of the other matchups are the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Christian's got a 250-point lead, so you kind of rule in his favor, although Sean's got a big game advantage tonight. Um, Burden and Stacks are neck and neck, and Stacks just lost Harden. So, Stacks has one last matchup move to make. I hate to rule against a regular season tough guy, but... And I could burden see, I taking burden down doing. stacks would be crazy. Yeah. Like to to take down stacks. Wow. That would be huge. I uh, would have like bet my house on stacks winning that one. <laughs> but I didn't. And, and he still could. I mean, I, he still has Giannis who is a monster. Right. But missing, I mean, Harden has been so good. Yeah. Uh, other matchup, taking a look, we've got Kyle and Chuck. They're less than 20 points apart. Um, Brogdon got ruled Chuck out for Chuck. Chuck conceded a week and a day ago. He did, he did. <laughs> Which, shockingly, uh, Mr. Make-No-Moves, Kyle Duggan, has made 9 of 14 already. And Mr. Move Man himself, Chuck's only made 7 of 14. That's crazy. So that's that's wild to look at. Maybe a, a role reversal might be the thing that uh, wins it for for Doug. Wow, that would be. I like I like where you're going with that. Yeah. So they are all tight, which makes it fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like uh, is Denver Denver's playing tonight, right? I think so. So Sean yeah, with yeah, like Sean's this, got. He's, he's got Murray, he's got Murray the Joker. He's got, Porter, he's got Joker. Like, ooh, okay, so he's got we'll the see. Whole thing going, but this could really come down to Sunday for all four. It really could. Yeah, very fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked good. Christian did a great job. I feel like with the league, and I, I mean, I totally feel like the game. You know, you just don't know who's going to play. Like I had that with. Um, Curry was one of the guys I've been wanting to have on my team for the whole time I've been doing this. Yeah. And tra- did the trade with Sean, him and Davis, and, like, Curry missed a ton of time. It's just, yeah. you don't know. You just don't know. How are you liking Barton? He's been good, yeah. Um, I almost dumped him the other night just because I was like, I got to get more games. Um, but I ended up hanging on to him, I think probably because of Positions I needed a small forward spot, and I ended up. I think that might have been when Rubio got ruled out, so I was able to swap out Rubio instead. So, 
Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll transition. First, we'll hear from our sponsor. Uh, and then we'll, let's get to some season superlatives. Sure. Today's podcast is brought to you by NFT International. And if you don't know what it is, we're not fucking telling. All right. Welcome back, No Balls Ass Fantasy Brewing. Sitting back here with uh, Julius Randall. And we're going to go through some season superlatives. So I emailed Andy a list of a few things to talk about. And we're just going to go back and forth. So let's start off. Andy, what do you think this year was the best trade made in the league? So I'm going to go a weird route with this one. And I'm going to say the best trade um, isn't due to what it got someone, but what it ultimately didn't give someone else. So I think the best trade for the rest of the league was a very recent one between Kyle and the Kamish. Ooh. Where the Kamish traded Russell Westbrook and Devin Booker to Cabo, and Cabo traded Lillard and Ben Vliet to the Kamish. Reason being, the Kamish's team is awesome, but Westbrook is a risky dude in the playoffs, especially on a team that's tanking. And, but he's been playing. Beal's been out, and Westbrook's has right. been going bonkers. For a team that's not in the playoffs. Sorry, Kyle, Cabo. <laughs> but if Westbrook was on the team in the playoffs, especially the commish, like, okay, Yowza. Yeah. I mean, he's already putting up the most points of, of the playoffs, I think, out of all the teams. Yeah, if I, he's, isn't he up yeah, by, he's like... he's the only one over 1,600. Yeah. And, now granted, Dame's awesome. But Ben Vliet's been out a couple of games, and the Comanche's team with Russ would be bonkers. Okay, I like the direction you went with that. Okay, so best trade, that one. Uh, I'm going to give Chuck a shout-out, and even though I don't fully understand the workings of it, he did a multi-team trade. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to give you know Chuck, I'm going to give for a season superlative, good work on making that happen. Um, five teams got someone, and stack isn't that how stacks got Giannis? I think so. I think that was the big. Yeah. So deal. all these big names moved, and uh, five teams. But I think stacks won that one, getting Giannis. Yeah. Well done. I'll start with the worst trade. I'm gonna do. It was between Adam, basically giving Cabo. Uh. Jeremiah Grant and Gordon Hayward for Siakam. When I saw that one, I was trying to get Grant from Adam, and that one came through, and I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I think Kyle fleeced you on that one. But also, in hindsight, I think the worst one was me with Sean. And getting, like, Davis. I don't. I think Davis played a half while he was on my team. I'm not in the playoffs, and I think I won, like, one game, if that, since making the trade. Good work, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was the worst trade at the point of when it happened. 
obviously retrospect, it's easy to see what trades you should and shouldn't have done mm-hmm. um, based on what happens. But when it went down, I mean, trading for Davis is risky based on his injury stuff. But I'm going to actually say the worst trade. I'm going to, I'm going to. This is also partly what happened, but um, I traded Zion to the commish. I traded Zion, I think it was R.J. Barrett, and Lonzo Ball for C.J. McCollum, uh, Will Barton, who I have now, but dropped. Yep. And he bounced around a bunch. Um, and I don't even remember the third. Oh, Buddy Heald was the third guy who subsequently I dropped. And I think he's rostered by someone, but bounced around as well. So C.J. McCollum played one game. And then sat out for I'm not like <laughs> like a, was, at least a month, it right? Was at least a month. Um, I thought I was selling high on Zion. Zion was averaging like 40 a game, and um, I thought he was kind of at his peak. And I thought Ingram with Ball doing so well, I thought I was kind of selling high on Ball as well because like Ball was doing great, Zion was doing great, Ingram was doing good. They were all kind of right at the same spot. I was like, I, I just don't think the Pelicans are going to maintain. I think they're going to kind of like taper off a little bit, end up not being good. I was wrong. Uh, Alonzo Ball kept doing great. Zion did way better. Um, R.J. Barrett, I think, has stayed about the same. Um, and I got the best play. I, I did the trade because at the time I was getting the best player. C.J. McCollum was averaging like five more points per game. Than Probably an all-star yeah. if he if he stays healthy. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, the only good that came out of it, well, I have McCollum now, who's doing great, and that's, he's fun to watch. Um, but the, the best trade I talked about, so if that trade doesn't happen, the commission still has C.J. McCollum. He probably doesn't make the deal for Dame, because mm. he probably doesn't want C.J. and Dame. Right. Probably hangs on to Westbrook and is murdering everyone, even okay. more so. So I'd like to take a little bit of credit for that, even though the trade ultimately screwed me really bad for a month. <laughs> right. Hey, but you're still in the playoffs. I'm still, I'm still alive, yeah. Uh, okay, I like how you did that full circle. Okay, I'm excited. And it was all about me, Tom. That was yes, the key. <laughs> definitely. Hey, MVP. <laughs> MVP season. Um, the next one, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this one. We're going to do best pod gimmick and worst pod gimmick. Uh, well, I think, I mean, I think Kyle deserves some credit for his positivity. Positivity. I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad he didn't keep saying it that way, but I really enjoyed that when he did say it that way the first couple of times. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I mean that's been great. I think it's been in this year, just in general, it's been something that has been good for a lot of people thinking of positives when sometimes they're not as easy to find right yeah that's okay that's a good one um i'm gonna go with my favorite gimmick is i loved what sean is i loved sean as radio guy yeah and sean's whole gimmick of uh just doing whatever chuck does this year has made me laugh a lot and (laughs) it's just great i love how he does that (laughs) even yesterday how uh, in text, Sean was giving a concession text. Yeah. <laughs> Just Cappy and Chuck. But uh, 
Sean's radio guy, amazing. Yes. What about the worst gimmick? So I'm gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to hate on anybody. So I'm gonna. Tw- I'm gonna twist this in a in a different way. Please do. Okay. So I know there's been a lot going on in Chuck's personal life, and you know. I want to send out all the positive vibes to him and his family and Adam's family. I think at some point in time, it would be really cool to hear original radio guy's response to Sean's radio guy. <laughs> Maybe done by Tony Basketball. Oh, that would be kind of cool. I know, I know Chuck's got, it just hasn't really been able to put the energy into everything that he does on the pod but it would be really cool to see some radio guy beef okay happening that would be really funny that'd be fun okay i like it i'm gonna do uh my worst i think the worst gimmick and it does make me laugh a lot but i this men's retreat thing I was not expecting that. Has wow. just the, this year-long men's retreat. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's brought uh, but a, I, a different meaning to when you say men and guys. Yes. In normal context. Now, as you can see, I am smiling and laughing about it right now. Yep. So there is a part of me that loves it, but it's just it's so bad that it's just great. <laughs> just men being men using shit from promise keepers. Yeah. And that's, that's true. <laughs> There's been some real questionable stuff uh done in the sake of the men. <laughs> um but I just I very much respect Christian's um commitment to it. And how it has how he's been able to do things like incorporate the bachelor, how he was able to <laughs> Somehow combine it with sex positivity. I just yeah. So I very much appreciate the awful gimmick. So Christian, I'm saying this with all love. Great, great job. Um, <clears throat> any other that you think deserve honorable mention for? I mean, JB won the MVP on the strength of his Sage Master. Yes. Uh, pod segments. Which, yeah, I mean, it was cool to hear him talk about how he, like, yeah, it took him a long time to, like, piece out some of those mantras. And, like, and I, I, I mean, that was the thing that I thought hearing him every time I was like, man, how, like, how's he coming up with all this? Like, he's rhyming plus adding NBA players in plus adding my NBA players in and other people's NBA players. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, a really good one. And he's got a, such a good voice for it, too. Like, he could actually yes. be on the call map and guide yeah. a real meditation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was one, as I've mentioned a lot with on the pod, where I used to be listening to it on my lunch break from one to the other, but I think mm-hmm. that's when he stood, like, that one was always just hilarious when he, when I would hear that one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm just driving from Lowell to Northview just getting this great meditation Mm -hmm. yeah that was a good one 
Kyle, definitely. I'm glad you gave him a shout. The positivity thing's been awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, then we got this one could be kind of kind of a tough. I don't know if this is going to be where we're at here, but best team manager and worst team manager. You know, I'm going to go with the theme that I've gone with throughout the year, and I'm going to say that we all deserve participation trophies. I think um, if you, I mean, it happens every year. We all draft. We all love our team. We're all excited to see, like, what players are going to do well, what guys are going to come out of nowhere, and, like, none of us know. If you look at the draft results at the end of the year, it's always like, what, this guy was $3, this guy was 40 nobody drafted this dude, what's going on? So I think we all try really, really damn hard. And participation trophy. <laughs> we all are trying our best. And some of us do Perfect. good some years and some of us do bad some years. And yeah. I don't think anybody did a shitty enough job where I could I wanna call him out. And I don't think anybody really like pulled the wool over the rest of the league either. So Okay. Fair. I liked I, you know, I've actually thought about your your uh, gimmick or your pod content with that I loved. And especially, it actually really made me, I've thought about it a lot, because I was, I always made the basketball team at Baptist, but I was somewhere between like 8 and 12, or I think they had 12 people on the team. Yeah. I was somewhere between like 8 and 11. I don't think I was ever the worst, but like, and I would sit there and be like, we're losing to fucking Saranac. And you're not going to try us? Yeah. And it'd be like these guys who it's like the seventh man on our team was, like, so weak. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't play defense. Couldn't do whatever. But his, like, brother was one of the coaches. And yeah, I remember sitting there, like, so clearly and, like, what? Why, like, am I even doing this? <clears throat> and I even wanted to quit. And I was like, what is the point? No one on my entire team played basketball in college. Yeah. Except for maybe Kyle Smith. Okay. Kyle Smith played at Kelvin for a little bit. One guy did. No one else did. Kelvin's not really a, a stepping stone to the NBA either. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even know if he played varsity. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, that was a really good point. It's like, why? You got all these parents yelling. You have all these kids who really care. And it's like, what's the point of them just venturing? So I thought that was a great point. Yeah. Um... But that being said, I was I was gonna give my best manager to Stacks for being able to get Harden and Giannis. I'm definitely impressed. Yeah. And I think that there it's kind of between Kyle and I for worst. Like if you look at the talent on my team, like look at my roster and the fact that I'm not in the playoffs, <laughs> I guess it's gotta go to me. So so, allow me to ask this question. Sure. And this was something I considered when I was looking at these at the superlatives before we started. Is not as a player or as a potential championship winner, which I think he is again this year, but as a fantasy person to have on your team, is this the year? 
that we realize maybe LeBron's not the best one anymore? So, you know, very fair question. Because who are the two people that own LeBron? You and Kyle. Right. And I don't think they helped either of your teams that throughout most of the season. Well, I think that I think that if it comes to I think that like next year the most I'll do is like seventy five to eighty. Okay. Um him playing so much at that high level, he was a really solid guy. Um yeah, I guess I mean he was questionable for the first half of the season and played every game. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's like something for that so you don't get a fine. I, if I remember could be, right, could like be, they yeah. have to put that because in case you miss a primetime game, yeah. the Lakers have so many. But I think that as far as you can tell that LeBron doesn't care about his stats nearly as much. And I've watched him enough where he does these things where like there were in the you know first 20 games of the season, it was like to the Bulls and the Pistons and... Um, I think the Sixers, there were like these three losses <clears throat> that he probably could have at least tried a shot, but passed it to like KCP or to um, to Davis or like t- trying these things that you can tell are like for the playoffs. Sure. So I do think he's moved to a point where like this was the first time that I had him on my team that like it didn't actually like I used to just love having him. And then watching the game and being like, this is so cool. LeBron scored two. I get two. Yeah. But this was the first time that I was like, you know what? I just can just watch him and not have him. And so I think that I'm not going to get – I definitely won't go that high next year. If Kyle wants to do 100, he's got him. Kyle can have him for 90. Kyle can have him for 85. Wow. Okay. So All right. <clears throat> that's how I'm going to answer it. Cool. And it was just more – it was actually more fun to watch that way. Yeah. Um, and then I ended it was like, so that is, I think, my answer. I think he's still, because his stats, if you look when he was playing, he was in the top like five to ten for sure. Yeah. And then there were stretches where he's like, you know, top, you know, three or, but there is not going to be the Tom Kyle battle next year. Okay. Um, yeah, just regular season. Right. Fantasy wise. He's riskier. Different game. Yeah. And I think also that, especially next year, like, he's going to have to rest more. Yeah, depending on how long. Yeah. Maybe the finals. Assumedly the finals. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, like, next year, he should definitely not play back-to-backs. They should just start doing that. And be like, but. Yeah, he's, he's... For sure. He's put in his time. Yeah. I thought JB's text of, like, how somebody would have to – could score 30 points a game for 15 years, never missing a game, and they'd be, like, at what LeBron is at. Yeah. In eight – that's crazy. That's a lot of points. So, it's uh, – yeah, it was different. I got the trade. I definitely don't regret trading for him. And I think that that one, especially, was, like – LeBron basically for Lillard, which I would do for sure do again. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to feel the anxiety and go to 100 and <laughs> call it. Yeah. I, I think 75 or 80. Okay. 
Well, I mean, we'll all be disappointed that we don't have that narrative going into the draft, but it's very understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. You know, Chuck, you can't put LeBron on a bad team. It's unfair to him. <laughs> so what about best or your favorite text or your and, and our failed gimmicks? Um, so... This got this happened on the trade deadline, and there was a series of texts about it. And I just—it's so funny how it continues to be a good text joke. Um, that this was the first thing that popped my mind. <laughs> it's, it's the idea of googling Fournier. <laughs> like that's been going on for years. Like, and I know that's not just our thread, but that's like a real thing. Um, to be honest, I've never Googled Fournier. I, Isn't it like a foot disease or something? I think so, based on... I've, I've kind of grasped, based on everyone's text here and there, that's that's what I think it is. I'm very curious, but, like, just a little more scared of what I might see, so I, yeah. I, I haven't ever <laughs> done it. But I think it's hilarious, because, like, any time his name gets mentioned, like, he got traded, and, like, everyone was... Like the joke is immediately, "Hey, Boston, you should Google Fournier." Yes, and every like, and everyone just knows what that means, and it's and it's funny. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I think my favorite is, was there. Uh, it kind of came with the Ubre stuff, just yeah. the man crush on Ubre. Yep. And it was like talking about, you know, who in the league you'd want to bone in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacks was like talking about it. And he's like, you know, he's like, but said something along the lines of, he's like, but also the person you want to bone might not necessarily be the one you want to get boned by. Yeah. And that text made me laugh very hard, very long. <laughs> Men's retreat stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> what about anything that failed? Um... I mean, I don't remember anything offhand. I think just due to, I mean, our thread is very good in the sense of if you drop a bomb that everybody likes, there's a lot of reaction. People are pumped. Um, you're getting, you know, you're getting the little ha-has and the exclamation points and people are responding and whatnot. If you drop a dud, it, like so many people are posting things so quickly that it's forgotten in like 15 minutes. Okay, so, so nothing nothing really stands out to me where someone like and if and I also think because of the nature of everything ripping so fast, if you say something and no one responds, like you don't try again. You right. just wait, you just wait for the next thing. I thought for sure it was going to be one of my misspelling, many misspellings. Oh. No, because like that's something that we under like we just know you. It's like it's endearing. Like yeah. we, when you misspell something, we don't be like, "Whoa, Tom, what an idiot!" We just go, <laughs> right. "Oh, that's Tom. That's what he does." All, we all we time. all know you in person. It's not like we think you don't know how to spell words. We just know that you're typing fast. Yeah, and never ripping, look ripping off responses back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, and that's great. We all love that. We love when you come ripping into a thread and, and it's that like, thing Tom has, responds to this. Tom responds to that. That thing has saved me. It's I love helpful. that. I, I like that, yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay. Boom. 
Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go into our next break. Okay, today's pod is brought to you by Bang Energy. And if one of your friends is a little down, a little low, just hit him with a bang. Just bang him. Bang that guy. We could all use a little bang. All right, and the last part of the pod is we're going to go through and rank who we think uh, has the best chance to win to least chance to win. Do you want to go from best to worst or worst to best? Um, probably worst to best. Okay. Yeah. So, of our playoff teams, as it sits Tuesday, which everything is in, in range, mm-hmm. um, did we see how many weeks Harden's out? Did it say? I think it said seven to ten days. Seven to ten days. So okay. If Stax wins, I think he'd be back mid next week. Okay. Provided his hamstring heals faster than Durant's. I'm going to put my eighth is going to be Chuck. Uh, I think that, you know, he did. He obviously, like, the fact that he made the playoffs, I'm very impressed. Um, if he beats Kyle, I'll be. He's playing Kyle, right? Yes. If he beats Kyle, I'll be very impressed. But uh, I mean, if he won, I if he won the whole thing, I actually wouldn't be surprised because he's that good. But I think his roster comparatively, I'm going to put him at eight. Okay, I would probably agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he still has a chance to win, which you wouldn't think you would say about the eight seed, um, or the, the worst in our rankings, I guess. Also, he is the eight seed. Um, but yeah, with Brogdon out, I think he's going to fall behind tonight. And I mean, if shoots gets healthy at all at any point right. in the end of this matchup, he's just going to toast him. Uh, okay. Who who you got at seven? Oh, plus Chuck needs more fuel to help <laughs> totally him get excited. We're all screwed next year. Yeah. Um, seven, and it's not because his team is the seventh worst, but because he's probably. The closest to not, or the farthest behind in his matchup, I gotta go, Sean. Oh, uh, sorry, bud. That's fair. I think we'll. I. I kind of thought I was rooting for Sean. I endorsed him last week on the pod, but the commission's team looks too tough. So I think Sean goes there. Six, I would put New John. Um. If he can if he can win this week and take down Stacks, I'll be so impressed. But if he can win the entire league as a rookie, that would be insane. So I'd put him at six. Yeah, that would be insane. Do I'm trying to remember, do reseedings happen after? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm thankful you picked New John as six instead of me, because New John scored more points than me and is closer in his matchup. But I will also Actually, oof. I don't know. I guess if we're picking guys to win, I think Kyle's going to win. But I think the health of his team might put him as my sixth. Worst. Oh, like I think he might win this week. But if he wins as the one seed, he plays men's retreat. And Ooh. as of right now, he would be losing by 350 points if they were matched up. And his team has never been healthy, so 
Right, Embiid is back. Embiid is back, but now Beal's out. Where Beal oh, was yeah. playing for forever while Embiid was out. Oh, yeah. So, as although he's pretty much... I think he will win against Chuck, whereas myself or New John may not. I think myself or New John, based on where we are in the bracket, essentially playing each other or the opposite of our matchup. Um, like I would play New John or Stax, he would play me or Bell. I think we have a better chance of, if we win, also maybe winning the next round. Okay. So that's why I put Kyle Six. Okay, fair. Uh, I can do that. I can hop on board with that. And then fifth. Oh, yeah, it's fifth. The other one? Um, fifth is where I'd put New John. Okay. Because I'm, I'm riding myself to the moon. Yep. Um, New John would be a tough matchup. If I can win, both New John and Stax are both putting up significantly more points than me right now. So they're both a tough matchup for me. But I faith myself, so I'm saying New John is okay. fifth worst instead of me. Okay, this leaves us with four. We got Christian, JB, you, and Stax. Who's your fifth worst? Well, I was... Uh, uh, so I had... Because you still got Kyle in the mix. You know, me. you convinced me on Kyle. Because okay. to take down... For him to have to take down... Christian next week and then somebody else. I don't see that happening. Sorry, okay. bud. We're, I feel like we're going to get a what's up, you fuckers uh, <laughs> response from Doug here. No doubt. hearing this. No doubt. I'll <laughs> talk about that algorithm. <laughs> you right. know, now seeing it, the Harden injury changes it. Stax is just such a good player. Mm-hmm. But I am, uh, man. Oof. Fourth. This is a tough one. You know, I think fourth, I'm going to have to go with JB. Wow. The Sage Master has That's a, a lot of faith in me, Tom. Yeah. Well, damn, dude. I've se- I appreciate you know, it. I've seen you. I've seen what you can do. All right. In fantasy. Uh, and I think that if you win, just watch out. You're pretty savvy on the waivers. And JB's been doing a lot of traveling, a lot of meditation. Yeah. I think that he's kind of, like, locked in. And to win two more after this could be tough. Okay. Sorry, bud. Well, to appease the fantasy gods, I will throw myself to the wolves and say I'm the fourth worst. Because, man alive, if if you think I'm beating JB already... I got to make sure that I don't get too cocky over here, so. Okay, fair. Well, I would put you as third. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I've got JB, Christian, and Stax left. Um, I think if JB beats me, it's because his team stays healthy. And we already know Stax, one of the top two best players, is out for a while, so I'm going to go Stax third worst. Okay. I had him as my second. This was pre... This was pre the Harden thing. Yeah. But I just think that two had a beast of, you know, if you're playing eight games of those guys, like, I haven't looked at the schedule, but you could potentially have 16 games against Giannis and Harden, right? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's tough. That's brutal. So I had him a second. Okay. Oh, boy. 
sauerkraut. I'm just gonna add a little uh, a little heat to you know rile some people up here and see what happens. I think if you're beating me, you're the best team. Okay. So I'm gonna say second word or second best is the commish. My top team would be the guy to beat me. MVP, JB. Okay. Because if his team is healthy, I think he can beat the commish. Okay. Love it. And I have as my number one commish. So we have the two, the two league. Okay. That would be a really good final matchup. JB. That would be sweet. I mean,. Not, I mean, me losing would not be sweet, but right. ten year anniversary of the league, you have like the two, the original commission, the the now commission. Yes, that would be a good one. Very fun storyline. I think we'd all be into it. They'd, I think, both be super into it. Yeah, that would need an epic side bet. I yeah, I'd be down to side bet. Yes. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, the rankings, the superlatives, Andy's team, hell of a pod. Appreciate it, sir. Anything before we go? No. Big thank you to you, Pod Tom. Appreciate the uh, the airtime. Yeah, dude. And good luck to everybody in the playoffs. Yeah, good luck all, all you fuckers. <laughs> NBA, it's no balls association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's no balls association. Yeah, we got the power ranking NBA, it's your fantasy people NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw